All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Hey, I don't know what we're going to call these segments. But it's going to be raw. That I do know. Raw Moments with Nina Turner. There are three things I want to talk about in this raw moment. This raw, real moment. One is a progressive candidate, Corey Bush, who is running in the great state of Missouri. The second is the DNC and progressives. And the third is the California progressives and the Bernie delegates, baby. So let me go back to number one, which is Cori Bush. So Sister Cori Bush is running again. She ran two years ago. She's running again in Missouri, the great state of Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, to be exact. And she is a true champion of the people. She is a single mother. She has two children. She is a nurse. She is a minister. And she has gone through some shit. And her opponent is trying to use her experiences against her. Now, I got to tell you something. If you ain't gone through something, nothing, if you have not struggled, you cannot represent the people. Hello, somebody on that. And she certainly has the lived experience that reflect what many people in her district, many people in this country, hell, many people in the world are enduring in terms of income and, and lack of wealth, lack of income, lack of wealth, falling on hard times. I, I have fought, fallen on hard times a time or two in my life, but by the grace of God, 
you know, that can happen to any of us at any moment. But she is really running to serve the interests of her constituents and not big money interests. She is a true progressive. She stands up and believes in Medicare for all. She's not going to be a shrinking violet. When she gets to that Congress, she's going to remember why she went there, how she got there. Hello, somebody. And she has a testimony. And that testimony, in my humble opinion, uh, gives her a passion and a compassion for her future constituents. So don't let the haters, we're not going to let the haters get Sister Cori Bush down. Um, that the, 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 the BS that he's putting out about her is, is more than unfortunate. And, you know, people should just go on and stick to the issues. What did the person do in elected office? That's enough for us to handle, uh, not what happened in their personal life unless that bleeds over into their professional life. But what did they do with the elected power when they had it or what are they doing with that power right now that they have it? And it is clear that her opponent, the person that she's running against, does not stand up for the people. So I want to encourage all of you to support Sister Cori Bush no matter where you live, you can support her you can phone bank for her you can give her your time your treasure and your talent to help her and we got to do a lot of this virtually now but you can absolutely do that the vote in missouri is on tuesday august the 4th and you can uh, call in for her if you don't live there and if you got a friend or two a family or two even a friend of me here we trying to win this race go on to let your friend of me know to vote for and to support the next Congresswoman uh, in that great state, uh, Missouri, won uh, Sister Cori Bush. You know, I was on the campaign trail with her for the last two election cycles. I went to uh, St. Louis to, to help her out, endorsed her when she ran the first time, endorsing her again. Uh, she certainly is the real deal. Holyfield, as we used to say, you know, you got to rhyme that. But no, she is the real deal. And I love her so very much and her fighting spirit. Uh, she contracted COVID this year, was really down, flat on her back, but she continued to persist. She's continuing to run. She's feeling so much better now. And so we're not asking for people to be perfect. We want people who have gone through something. Baby, you can't help me get through what I'm going through if you ain't gone through nothing or next to nothing. And so for people to try to use what has happened to, happen to people personally uh, against them in their run for office, it's very telling. That means that they have nothing else to talk about. Hell, I'll take somebody like Cori Bush over the people, some of the people who are there now, who have either forgotten where they've come from or never had to go through anything, especially on the financial front. Now, we all go through something. To be human means you're going to go through something. But we got some folks in that Congress, baby. Either they have forgotten where they come from or they never came from that place in the first place. And so they don't have the requisite empathy and sympathy and compassion and passion for the damn people. I mean, let's just go on and call this what it is. So it's time out for those glamour, glamour type elected officials. Let's go on and elect somebody that's been through the muck and the mire and understand what it means to go through. Can I get a hello somebody on that? When you're in a history-making moment, you don't know that you're in a history-making moment. So let me say, we are making history right now. This is a history-making moment. This is our moment. 
This is our moment, black, brown, white, Asian, indigenous, immigrant, and descendants of Africans who were enslaved in America and first-generation refugees. This is our moment. Second thing I want to talk about, second issue I want to talk about is the DNC and progressives. And you know, progressives, it, it, it gives me no joy. I am a hell-raising humanitarian, as all of you know. I emphasize the fact that people were not born Democrat or Republican. We were born into this world, right? Holding on to the names of, of, of our folks and, and our ancestors, for those of us who believe in going all the way back. But you were born in this world into a family. Those of us blessed to have been born into the family. But you were born, period. That's that's what I am saying. And you, you know, the doctor didn't, when you were birthed, didn't say, you know, thank God it's a, a, a Republican or thank God it's, it's a Democrat. That, that doesn't happen in the birthing room. And so why we are so caught up in this moment about who is a Democrat and who is a Republican, Lord have mercy, to the, to the point that it blinds us to all reason. Now everybody's going to have a team. You got a favorite team, and that's fine. But now these political parties act as though you were birthed into the world with a mark on your forehead, D and R, and they believe that, they, that you owe them a loyalty above all. And my point is that that loyalty should be towards doing the right thing. It should be towards people, not a party affiliation and when your party is not doing right by god you got to call the party out and so i'm calling out the dnc and their treatment of progressives they want the progressive wing of this party to just roll over and play nice and not make any demands well guess what that is not going to happen and i really do thank god almighty that we have fighters in this progressive party from California to Oregon to Nevada, I mean, all over the country, Illinois. I, I've met many of those progressives. I had the opportunity to campaign uh, and, and meet so many progressives like this. And even in this moment of great disappointment for progressives because our candidate did not make it through, progressives are still making a damn demand. And that is the right thing to do. Not just sit back and shrink. You know, it, it goes without saying that Donald Trump is a madman, established. So what are we going to do beyond that? That becomes the question. Who is going to stand up and affirm without equivocating that they are there for the people? And so the progressives, it is our job to do that because obviously the neoliberals and the moderates, they just want people to get out there to vote blue no matter who and not to make a demand. No, demands are going to be made because it is important to know what folks are going to do with the power when they get the power and how they're going to do that and what they're going to do for the people, the people who have the greatest needs, the poor, the working poor, the barely middle class in this country. And what the DNC, what the Democratic Party is doing to try to silence progressives, particularly nationally, because there are some glimmers of hope across this country, the great state of Nevada, where progressives are, are taking over, baby, on the, on the state and county level. Shout out to them in places like California. Woo, y'all California. I'm coming back to the California progressives because y'all been flexing like none other, but making a damn demand and working towards that demand. So there was just a vote in the House of Representatives Follow me, sisters and brothers. 
and the House vote to cut the Pentagon budget by just 10 freaking percent. What is the Pentagon budget, Sister Turner? I'm glad that you asked. The Pentagon budget, our discretionary budget for 2019 was about $1.9 trillion with a T. 61% of that budget goes to the Pentagon. 61%. About 5% goes to education. About 5% goes to housing. Follow me on this. 61% to the damn Pentagon. And most of that goes to the military industrial complex, these, these contractors that make us think that the more weapons we have, the safer we will be. The more we amass the safer we will be when that has not proven to be true. As a matter of fact, it is the opposite. But I digress. Let me go on back to, because I'm, I'm trying, I'm painting this picture here for you. So earlier this week, the week of July 20th, the House of Representatives, that is controlled by Democrats, the House vote to cut the Pentagon budget by just 10 lousy percent. That budget for this particular fund is about 720 Billion dollars with the B. Just trying to cut the sucker by 10%. It failed. 93 to 324. I'm going to pause on that for a minute. Let that sink in. The House of Representatives that is controlled by Democrats failed to pass a bill to cut the Pentagon budget just by 10%. Do you know what we could have done with that money? What we could do with that money? Which, by the way, is our money. How about putting some of that into giving people relief in this country until COVID is done? How about putting some of that money into education, help these schools across this country be ready for our babies to go back? How about putting that money into making sure that people can get the tests that they need? Hello, somebody. I mean, there's plenty of things that we could do with 10% of the Pentagon budget, but it failed in the House of Representatives that is controlled by Democrats. Damn it, yes. Something is wrong. So while we continue to point our fingers at the Republicans, rightfully so, baby, there's a lot of finger pointing to go on because they get real bipartisan. When it comes to the military industrial complex, I'm calling on black Jesus in this moment. So the, D the DNC and progressives, just one example. I just had to get that one off my chest. Don't want progressives, shun progressives. We not backing down. So progressive movement, we gonna keep on moving. And we are going to hold folks who are elected to office accountable, even in the face of Donald J. Trump who is by far the worst, certainly one of the worst, if not the worst president in modern history, underscore, capitalized, underline, because we had Vice President Joe Biden that said that the first racist president was Donald J. Trump. I'm telling y'all, I cannot make this stuff up, but you know what? I'm just going to, I mean, Lord have mercy. Racism is bigger than just KKK and tiki torches. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, 
keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Folks need to get educated about what real racism is, what systemic racism is, that racism is about a power dynamic. It is about one race exerting its will through social, economic, political, environmental, baby, all of those social aspects in life. And that that race believes that somehow it is superior and that its superiority gives it the right, gives this class of people the right to exert its authority to the detriment of another. And we see that throughout the history of this country. So we didn't even have to go way back to slavery, baby, but I'm always ready to go way back because that is the foundation point, racism and anti-blackness and what it has done to destroy this nation, our psyche. And in the backs of black folks, from redlining to health disparities to policing to the war on drugs, Hell, black folks lost about 40% of their wealth during the, the Great Recession. So hell, we can talk about what's happening right now and go back, lest we forget. Yeah, you damn right we're going to go back. 
James Baldwin once said, know from whence you came. If you know from whence you came, there's virtually nowhere that you cannot go. Oh, no, baby, we going back. For all these people talking, why are you always, oh, we going back, because that is the foundation of it. Yeah, we going back. We can give you some 21st century versions, too. Even with COVID, black folks are impacted four to five times more than white folks. Why is that? Comorbidities. Black maternal rates, black women dying, infant mortality rates, black babies dying. So not only do they die, you know, you feel for their life when they grow up, hell, you feel for their life even before they're born. Something is wrong with that and none of that stuff is by accident. It's all been planned. It's on purpose. And because it was done on purpose, we can undo it on purpose. We need some true Truth and reconciliation in the United States of America. Some folks need to get educated real quick, America. Talking this foolishness. The weight of what is best for us. The weight of being able to do better. The weight of doing what is just, what is right, and what is good. is not contingent on that knucklehead in the White House. And as long as we allow people to let that be the measure, we never going to get better. Can I get a hello somebody on that? Now, we're going to keep dabbling in that point right there because the bar is damn low. So anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, DNC and the progressives, they have really shown that they don't want, they only want progressive voices if we bend to their will, but we got to, we not bend into their will. We will continue to be the group of people, of conscious minded people from all walks of life, from all generations that will stand up and demand better from politicians no matter if they Democrat or Republican, but especially, exclamation point, these daggone Democrats. How is it? Millions of people have lost their jobs. Millions of people have lost their employer-sponsored health care. And even in the midst of all that, we can't even get a consensus on universal health care. Wrap your minds around that. Something is wrong. Got a Congress that is bought and sold and even in the face of new information, it doesn't move them. People dying, losing their lives and their livelihoods and these fools still not moved. So yeah, DNC, Democratic Party, yeah, the progressives are on the move, baby. We are moved. We are on the move. And we're going to bump up against you. We're going to be on you like white on rice and black on coal. That's how we doing this. Yes, we are. And I do want to acknowledge there are some people who believe that they can't fight within the Democratic Party. They got to fight outside of it. Baby, we welcome you too. We want the folks who want to fight inside and the folks who want to fight outside. But make no mistake, that this is a fight. And so don't come at progressives about just, just be quiet, just wait. Just, no, we're not doing that. We can both recognize the danger that Donald J. Trump poses and recognize that we must push the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. It's not an either or, it's a both and. And as my dear friend Norman Solomon point, pointed out, is that that makes him stronger. Folks ain't, you're just not going to get away with stuff. We ain't doing no more Democratic nominee, Democratic president honeymoons. What has that gotten us? Absolutely nothing. So no, the Democratic Party would rather go after moderate Republicans than the progressive wing of the party. That has been very clear. 
And so that I know that I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter among folks over the fact that the Democratic Party has decided to let uh, Governor John Kasich speak at the DNC convention. And I know people are upset about that. Uh, my name came up several times. Names like Dr. Cornell West, uh, my sister Bree Joy, others have come up all on the progressive side. So I, I want to acknowledge the fact that people are defending the progressive wing and pointing out what a shame it is. And not lay this at the feet of Governor John Kasich. Now, you all know I served in the legislature when he was governor. And the governor and I had some knockdown, drag out fights, baby. Make no mistake about it. We fought. Most of the proposals I did not agree with. No surprise there. So either I can focus in on what we fought on from Senate Bill 5, you know, taking away collective bargaining rights to not having a diverse cabinet to, you know, the votes that I had to take in the General Assembly to the budget and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the governor and I fought on that because we don't agree. We didn't see eye to eye on those things. But I tell you this, he ain't a phony. And at least I knew where he stood. He didn't say one thing to my face and another thing to somebody else's face. And when it came time to fight, I knew what I was fighting for and what I was fighting against. See, I like it straight up like that. So the fact that he has been invited to be a speaker, progressives, we should not be mad at him. I mean, thank God we do got some Republicans who recognize the fool that Donald J. Trump is. So let me just say this. This rests squarely at the feet of the leadership of the Democratic Party and the presumptive nominee who have just flat out decided that progressives need not apply if you don't behave. That's what this is all about. So that's why they don't want people like me to speak or people like Dr. Cornell West and others because they know we're going to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Hello, somebody. So it's on the DNC. So let's raise hell and raise sand with them. This is repeat. It's reminding me of what happened to me in 2016 when the, when the Clinton campaign just flat out decided that they were not going to allow me to put Senator Sanders' name in nomination. Yeah, that's it. While they trotted out Bloomberg, while they trotted out quote-unquote mothers of the movement, black mothers of the movement to be correct, to be exact, but this mother wasn't good enough because I don't I don't roll over for folks. You know there was a scene in um, one of my favorite movies that Denzel Washington was in. I'm cracking up now because I'm talking about one of my favorite movies, and uh, Remember the Titans. And there was a scene in that movie where Denzel Washington character made it very clear that he don't scratch when he ain't got an itch, and he don't dance when there's no music. I'm paraphrasing, baby. That's me. Don't do none of that. So, Democratic Party is, is making a mistake, as they always do. It's their arrogance, it's hubris, whatever you want to call it. They think they got this thing all the way locked up, and therefore they do not need the progressive movement. Well, they do need the progressive movement. And the quicker they understand that, the better off that they will be. And again, for shout out to my progressives who say the hell with it. We just out. I get it. I understand. I got you. I really do. But we do need those folks who have decided that they will continue to go ahead and fight on inside this thing and not, not retreat, not relent, not give it up.
remembering that the progressives have just as much right to be in that party as anybody else. But progressives, baby, we got to get the power. That's what this is all about. This is a power struggle. And so we got to keep getting a, a progressives elected and we got to do it faster. We got to do it quicker. We got to do it deeper. That is what we have to do. We do have to do that. And um, so just acknowledging what uh, people out there have been saying and doing. I love you guys. I don't want your ire to be towards Governor John Kasich. Your ire needs to be towards the Democratic Party itself. They are the ones who decide who gets to speak and who does not get a chance to speak at that convention. So I definitely want to shout out uh, Carol Lennard at Laughing Cat 2016 on Twitter because she was out there. There are many people that's been out there fierce on this, but she definitely pointed out that the DNC is having Governor Kasich, a Republican, speak at their convention. Uh, the DNC banned at Nina Turner, a Democrat, from introducing, actually from putting Senator Sanders' name in nomination with my sister, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, in 2016. Let's believe them when they show us who they are. So, Carol, shouting you out, baby. At Laughing Cat 2016, I really appreciate you. And as you know, I, I made that clear in my response to your tweet that this is not about Governor Kasich. And although the governor and I disagreed on many things, we were able to do something that was necessary and I would call beautiful at this point, which is to uh, shepherd in police reform in the great state of Ohio uh, starting at the uh, end of 2014 going into 2015. Many of you may recall that Tamir Rice was shot, a 12-year-old little boy uh, gunned down in a park in Cleveland. He was playing with a toy gun. A caller called into 911 and said they thought it was a real gun. They said it could have been a play gun, but they thought it was a real gun. I'm just remembering uh, what the guy said on the 911 tapes. In any case, Tamir Rice was shot uh, about two seconds from the police uh, making eye contact with him. And not only was he just shot, he was killed. And then we had an incident, John Crawford III, he was shot in a wall, in a, in a Walmart shopping where they sell guns and uh, he was in his 20s again somebody called in white person called in person called in and a black man with a gun basically even though he picked up that weapon in the stores being sold in the stores not anything that he brought in and he was shot and killed as well and then at that same time we were dealing with the, uh, the Brelo case a case called the Brelo case where there was a black couple uh, driving and for some reason, the police suspected that they were shooting at them. How they suspected that, only God knows. Many police officers were involved in this. Only one police officer was brought to trial, and his last name was Brelo, so that's why we call it the Brelo case. Hundreds of shots into their car, and Brelo discharged over 40 shots singularly. So he was the only one that was brought to trial and was acquitted. So we had a lot going on that year. And I bring this up because Governor John Kasich and I got together. I called and said, Governor, we got to do something. Uh, people are going to need a relief. We got the release here. And we have the power. See, look at that. Put aside, see, partisanship wasn't a part of this. It was, I'm a black mama living in the city of Cleveland. That baby gunned down like that. And knowing that people would need a release. And so if people with the power don't hear and understand that before people got to take to the streets, before violence erupts, before people express themselves and something is wrong, shame on us. 
And the beauty of what we were able to do in Ohio is that we got out there before any of that happened. Hello, somebody. Yes, we did. And so this Republican governor listened to this hell-raising progressive humanitarian, uh, took my advice, and I was out there with two of my other sisters in the legislature. Uh, one I want to uh, shout out, and uh, that's Senator Sandra Williams. And, yeah, we went out there, and, and we went to see the governor along with uh, Representative Alicia Reese. They both were in the House at that time, and, and, and the governor listened to us, and he signed an executive order. So I'm going to talk about that in another segment when I interview him. I'm saying all that to say that it's not on him. It's definitely on, on, the, on the DNC. I don't begrudge him uh, at all. And even though we had disagreements, we did a beautiful thing in, the la in my last term. And as a matter of fact, when George Floyd was, was shot, you know, all of this stuff was percolating and everything, the governor called me and we just kind of walked down memory lane a little bit trying to figure out what we could do to be of assistance across this nation. So don't begrudge John Casey, but yeah, go on and call out the, the DNC and these Democrats. This is how they do progressives. You know, Bree Joy is harassed online all the damn time. See, black women are relevant if we do and act and say what they want us to say. And then progressive movement as a whole, uh, we're only necessary for our votes, but they don't want to hear from us. And so, you know what? We're just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. So the DNC and the progressives, that was my number two. And Lord have mercy, before I get to number three, I must give out my condolences and a shout out to Michael Brooks, who was a political commentator. Um, he was a podcast host. Many of you listen to Michael Brooks. I cannot believe this young brother is dead at the age of 36. Uh, his show, The Michael Brooks Show and The, Min and the Majority Report, sudden death because of a medical condition, gone way too soon at the young age of 36 years old. And for everybody who listened to Michael, who was in his presence, who was even interviewed by him, I was interviewed by him, but people in these circles, particularly progressive circles, absolutely adored Michael Brooks. So my condolences to all, to his family, to his friends, to his admirers. Um, we we lost a good one. So that's, that's my, putting that in there as I transition to number three. And number three is the California progressives, the Bernie Kratz overall. But I'm going to tell you some California progressives. You are, are you, a roadmap of how progressives need to roll, baby. Oh, my God. Not only did the California progressives make it plain and set the stage for Congressman Ro Khanna to be the chair of the, Demo of the, of the California Democratic Party delegates, and uh, along the way, you know, through compromise, we got Congresswoman Barbara Lee and uh, Miss Solis. But baby, they did that thing. They made it known and it was going to absolutely vote down anybody else if it didn't happen. See, that's what you got to do, make a demand. The largest state, the largest delegation, it is a state that Senator Bernie Sanders won and the progressives decided that they were going to flex. Okay, and that's exactly what they did. And then they did not stop there. So they sent a letter out and uh, just, you know, telling the Biden campaign, hey, we got three women who we believe 
a need to be in the contention for vice president, and they nominated, uh, they put forward, they nominated, <laughs> go on California progressives and Bernie Crest, but they put forward three African-American women, uh, myself uh, and Congress women, Barbara Lee and Karen Bass. I'm going to tell you something, California progressives and Bernie Crest all across this country, y'all some badasses, making a demand and making it clear that it just ain't just about anybody, baby. That we need progressives. We need people who are going to stand up for the people and not equivocate and not shrink when it gets hard. California progressives, baby, I'm showing, I'm sending you some California love. Love, love, love for nominating your girl. I, I really love you guys madly. We're going to do many great things together. This is just the beginning, just the beginning of our fight for what is just, for what is right, and for what is Good. Progressives, we are on the move, baby. Yes, we are. Choice challenge change. We have a choice to make, and we made it, that we're going to stand up. The challenge is fighting against systems that are rigged economically, socially, politically, environmentally. You name it, it is rigged. And then the change. We all are going to be a part of this change. And, baby, when history is written, just as it was written um, in, in, in generations past, in the, in, the, in the 19th century, we had a progressive movement then, and baby, we the 21st century of the progressive movement. So those are my three things, my raw, real raw, raw real with Sister Nina Turner. The progressive candidate, my, the one I'm talk, I talked about today was Sister Cori Bush. Number two, the DNC and the progressives, and number three, the California progressives. Baby, woo, y'all on fire. Mad love. Oh, good God am I. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.